You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. This portion of The John DePietro Show is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Whether it's heating or cooling, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call them today at 401 351 7600. Listen, we still have a number of months ahead. You're going to need the heat. We don't know what's going to happen. March can still be chilly. April can still be obviously chilly. The heating season. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. They're energy efficient, they're quiet, more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. JKL, carrier factory, authorized dealer, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, for over 53 years, JKL's reputation, second to none. Technical expertise, customer satisfaction, JKL is an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call JKL Engineering today. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, for a heat pump. They're going to do it right. They're going to do it right the first time. And remember, with JKL Engineering, they'll keep it nice and cool in the summertime and nice and warm. In the wintertime, Central Air is a life changer. Central Air is a game changer. And right now, estimates are free. Financing is available. Licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. The original, the best, JKL Engineering. Call them, 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. It's John DePietro. It's time for our segment once again this week politics with uh, the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. He is Justin Katz. And Justin, let's um, start off. I think uh, in many ways, Governor Armando certainly has kind of found her rhythm. She is, I, I believe, you know, a, a perfect example. We're seeing approval ratings of a lot of governors go up around the country. We can go into some of the specifics. It has not all obviously been uh, smooth and perfect. But let's just start off with, as a governor, your impressions of uh, how she has been leading the state as we are now uh, obviously more than a month now into this pandemic crisis. Well, I, I think she's, she, she did well at the onset, I thought, and cause she did, you know, you almost, you, you kind of make the decision as an chief executive, am I going to lead or am I going to panic and fall down and mess up? And she didn't panic and fall down and mess up. Uh, so I, I thought that she did well through that period, and she did put a little bit of emphasis on keeping the economy going, which was important. Some governors didn't go quite as far, and certainly a lot of people were didn't want her to go out that far. Um, that said, we're now a few weeks into this, and I think uh, some of the decisions she's starting to make as far as her her presentation and the role of, of government and all this and her role as a governor, I start to question some of that. I mean, when there's a a viral video of the governor teaching people how to do push-ups. <laughs> I'm not sure that's necessarily the way you want to go. And I th- especially as people are getting more and more frustrated, frustrated with being locked in the house, I, th- I think we're going to have to see a little bit of a, a change in her attitude and partly by 
focusing on you know <laughs> keeping government operating right now she's playing epidemiologist more than than governor and keeping the government functioning at least from what the public can see um they definitely um what what is your thought that for now there is still no general there's no general assembly justin katz meeting right now and she i was speaking with someone in the general assembly and talking about that for the average person, number one, this is the most they've seen of any politician over a sustained period of time, locally, certainly. Um, it's a very controlled environment. But what is your thought that as of now, the General Assembly is not meeting? That's not the same for other states. Well, I think that's one of the big shortfalls of the General Assembly. And, and that might be one of the reasons the governor feels as if she needs to, you know, do Easter messages to tell us to develop new traditions. And again, the push up thing, because uh, there's no, no other big personality in the state, nobody in, in, in government or outside of government. And part of that is the decision of the general assembly with two of the most powerful people in the state, the speaker of the house and the president, Senate president, just deciding, let's just take this off. Uh, and it's a very safe play for them as politicians because they, they don't have to put their fingers on any solutions. If things go, you know, if the trends go a different way than they project, if they go up when they thought they were going to go down or down when they thought they were going to go up, that could be a problem for somebody. Uh, so they're choosing to stay out of the spotlight uh, and and just probably when it comes to the election, rely on incumbency and the fact that they already had a ton of money in the bank. Uh, that said, you, it leaves the state with a paucity of, of leadership. There's, there's nobody else out there. And I think the General Assembly has a role in that. And that's one of the shortcomings, I think, of the governor right now. I mean, all of our cities and towns are coming up on deadlines. <clears throat> we have to, by law, every city and town has to set its tax rates by June 15th. <clears throat> that's probably not going to happen uh, at, the, at this rate, uh, especially in those towns with, with financial town meetings or referenda or that sort of thing, where the council or mayor doesn't just say, here's your budget. Um, that's a, a situation that needs to be addressed at the state level, but there's no, not even any talk of that. So part of that is that the General Assembly is, is refusing to stay, stay active. And I think that's going to be, if any, if any outsiders or, or challengers can, can get any traction this year at all, that could be a big part of what they're saying is, where did our entire government go? We had no General Assembly. We had no um, no other executives or other politicians out there providing leadership and guidance except the governor, where are the rest of them we need to replace them? And that's going to be a strong case for people to make when the election comes around. Do you think it's healthy in the uh, public's best interest that right now there's no Mattiello press briefing, there's no Dominic Ruggiero press briefing? When you think about it, Justin, most of the time, the way you and I follow it, they certainly are the power brokers up at the state house. And then you even have, you know, you saw it last year, the governor literally walking down the hall trying to lobby to get more money for her free tuition at CCRI. Uh, we, she is the only one on the stage. There's no one, another politician saying, uh, you know, I think I have a better idea or there's, there's no negotiation. Most of the time, you know, we've seen Speaker Mattiello saying, you know, it's something we are going to consider. This is something we're not going to consider. He's been pretty outspoken on things that he, he is not going to fly. But do you think it's healthy that she, without question, right now, she is literally the only statewide voice that we're hearing? No, I, I don't think it's healthy I, because I, that give and take is, is good and it's important. Uh, I mean, I can understand why Speaker Mattiello, who's, who's often taken at least 
versus the governor, the you know lower tax uh, kind of position, and that's kind of a tough to take in this because he could go out on a limb saying we're going to do this and that with taxes, and the the illness gets worse, and so that whatever he projected doesn't come, become possible. Uh, so there's some liability there, but I, I don't think it it well. It's definitely not healthy. I think part of what it is, it's, it's indicating an unhealthy situation we had in Rhode Island. I mean, I was thinking back um, I don't know, 15 to 20 years ago, and you had, we've, I mean, we've mentioned periodically Steve Laffey, but there were others, uh, even, even those running for Congress, uh, I think his name was Dave Rogers, people who were able to get some traction and become some kind of a, a, a character in the state. Uh, Bob Healy started to emerge at that time. So those people are all gone. And so we have that, we have that unhealthy atmosphere now. And the governor right now is the only person out there, and that, that's really not the way it it ought to be. There ought to be other people out there providing leadership. I mean, it, they aren't in power to you know dictate who has to stay home and why and how long, but they can be out there, you know, giving a face to the public and. and uh, it's just, I'm not sure why that is. I, I don't know. I wouldn't say the governor's forcing people out of the atmosphere. I think in case, the case of, of Mattiello and, and Ruggiero, the speaker and the pre- Senate president, they're saying, you know, let's just stay low through this and, and keep our jobs. Um, I think there's also a problem with, with the media having fallen apart. So they're not out there looking for new characters because they don't have the, the personnel to do it anymore uh, to spend time digging around the the weeds of Rhode Island. Um, and I think part of it is the governor in her kind of making so many PR people making the story easy. So it's all about her. Uh, so I, th- I think we had this unhealthy political environment already. And I think this is really just as a crisis does, it's really just shining a giant spotlight on it. And it should be a matter of concern. Of course, it's not going to be something we can work out until after all this is over. Folks, it's John DePietro. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz. He's the managing editor of OceanStateCurrent.com. Uh, coming up, a lot more with Justin. We'll talk about what it is for some of the incumbents. Also, this ongoing battle between uh, Governor Mundo and Mayor Alorza, and also the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity. They have some thoughts as to what should be done. It's all ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought by Henry Oil since 1947. What a Rhode Island success story. Folks, call them today, 401-521-0200, Henry Oil. It's Carmine, it's Lori. As I said, since 1947, full-service fuel company, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, 24-hour burner service for contracted regular customers. They have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, Budget plans, lock and cap pricing, serving most of Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. It's Henry Oil, residential and commercial fuel oil delivery. Go with a local company that you can support and depend on. Henry Oil in 1947. It was Carmine Henry DeSanto delivered that fuel oil with a single truck operation from his gas station on Manton Avenue in Providence. And now the tradition continues. Reliable, affordable 
fuel oil delivery, serving Rhode Island and parts of Mass since 1947. Call my friends at Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200, 401-521-0200. You can also, as I mentioned, check out their website. It's henryoil.com, henryoil.com. Take advantage of the lock and cap pricing or the oil burner service and installation or their automatic delivery or their budget plans. Full service fuel company that you can depend on, Henry Oil. Call them today, 401 521 Henry Oil, 401 521 online at henryoil.com. Hi, Steve here, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in lines to get into stores to buy bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it either when all this first started. They enjoy all the safe, clean water they want, not during just this crisis, but all year long. Don't you think it's time you did too? So as you're standing in line waiting, how about you give my company a call? Call Water Filter Company at 294-2400, 294-2400, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Everyone is talking about germs, about algae, about mildew. No, I know they're talking about the virus. What about some of the viruses outside your home? As the weather's getting warmer, now is the time. Let's make your property, home or business, look as best it can with Bethel Softwash. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel Softwash. Now, you can text Jared at Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L, Bethel Softwash of Lincoln. Free day, free same day text estimate at 401 617-2585. Text him at 401-617-2585. And what I mean is if you text Jared, this is what my house looks like. He'll give you a free estimate right there. I'm talking outside your home. I encourage you to visit their Facebook page and you can see the before and after and what a difference it makes. Bethel soft washing is the low pressure system. It won't harm the surface. Low pressure H2O combined with the biodegradable chemical removes those biological elements like uh, algae and uh, mildew, and you don't need it. The biodegradable plant-safe solution, wait to see the difference. Now, I tell people, go to uh, log on to the Facebook page, Bethel Certified Softwash, Bethel Softwash, and look at the before and after. What a difference it makes. Bethel Certified Softwash Power Wash for your home, for your business, for your walkway, for your patio, for your deck. Make your home look beautiful. Get rid of that mold and algae. Instead, Bethel Certified Softwash. You can also text Jared at 401-617-2585. Make an appointment, free estimate, 401-617-2585. And look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Softwash. Right in Lincoln, Bethel Certified Softwash. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. Folks, we start right at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, let's um, stay on that theme for a moment because it's a completely different dynamic. Um, The Republican Party basically in Rhode Island has been silent. I did speak with Blake Filippi, the minority leader, the other day. Um, they would like to be back in the equation. They, he certainly would like to see the state, uh, the General Assembly, I should say, meeting again. I think what's different, though, is it, it's also different that you have a governor now with Governor Mundo. And if we're to believe 
that she has, and maybe it's come down a little bit, but she has an approval rating somewhere north of 70%. One poll, Channel 12, even had her as high as 75%. Um, I think, do you think they're frustrated or just cautious in trying to find an area that they would feel comfortable in, in, in trying to form any form of, or find any form of criticism of the governor? For instance, I'm hearing Washington State just, they're taking apart their mobile hospitals and they were never used. Now, Rhode Island has now established three of them. On Saturday, Governor Raimondo spent a good amount of time at the Saturday briefing praising those that have helped set it up. You have one at Quonset. You have one uh, that's at the Lowe's in Quonset. You have the one at the Convention Center. And then you also have one in Cranston. And some states are finding they don't even need to use that. But do you think just whether it's the Republican Party, which would be that they are finding it trying to be too cautious in 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 leveling any criticism towards the governor well it's it's a difficult in the past few weeks it's been a difficult position to be in um you you just there's only so far you can go from the public point of view i mean there are i mean people are panicked you've got their their podcasters out there you know taking pictures of people who are jogging too close to other people. I mean, and, and posting them online. So that's sort of the media environment we're in. Oh. Uh, so it's tough to, it's tough to, to go out there for a minority party and, and really be too critical. Uh, but I, th- I think that's starting to open up. I th- I'm more and more, there was, and there was an op-ed in the Providence Journal, I think over the weekend or on Friday of somebody, I, I didn't recognize the name, but somebody just saying we need to get our economy back in, in our focus. So that, window is starting to move and open so that you can start to talk about those things. And I think that's where the opportunity is going to start to come up. Um, so I think it's been, it's been a tough environment to become critical and to stage those sort of media drawing events where you criticize the governor. That said, the media hasn't been out there looking for other voices. They've been content to get the daily briefing from the governor. Um, they are, if you're progressive, I saw in political scene today in the Providence Journal, they were promoting a progressive uh, candidate who's also a nurse uh, in Rhode Island at going after Rogerio. And that, that would be a story in, in any times. But if you're progressive, you've got a little bit more of a shot of, of getting some headlines. I think of the political cooperative, um, it's easy for the, the media to go to them. But they're not, it doesn't seem there's much appetite to give other people a voice in this. And it's difficult for those people to do things that would force the media to give them a voice. Uh, so I, I think that's been a challenge. I wouldn't say it's been too tepid so far. I think, again, I think that that ice is starting to loosen. Uh, so as as people get sick of being home uh, and as the governor continues to, to press uh, and, and be even maybe even more stringent with her rules. I, I read, saw somewhere that she's saying, even if you go to a, go out of the state for a, a short hike or to a store, and then you come back in to the state, you have to quarantine for 14 days. And, you know, it, it makes you wonder if she has a map in her office, because it's really difficult to do in parts of Rhode Island. Uh, so I think as she doesn't lighten up, if she, if she doesn't change her, because she does have the reins right now, she doesn't change her tone a bit to to start looking forward to where we're coming, where we're, how we're going to recover, how the government's going to continue to operate and all that. If it continues to be, hey, people, I need you to stay home and we're tightening the rules, then I think people are going to be very soon getting sick of that and the opportunity will arise for some opportunity for, for the minority party or others to be critical of the, of the governor's approach. I think you're right, Justin. And, you know, 
I'm glad you mentioned that business of um, because that was a situation where when the governor was discussing it, you needed the media in the room because what what she almost didn't seem to want to uh, deal with or recognize or address, if you will, the fact that there are some people that although they may they may live right on, let's just say, as an example, the East Providence Seekonk line. So their shopping, all of their shopping could be in Massachusetts. And so it, it, it seems preposterous of, so you, you live in on the East Providence Seekonk line and you go to, just as an example, the stop and shop in Seekonk, which is right down the street from you on Route 6 in Seekonk, and it's the closest one, or that's where you pump gas, or that's where you go to the CVS pharmacy, what have you. But she was basically stuck on, if you work in Massachusetts, you should work a home and that's it. But if if you go into Massachusetts, then you should quarantine. It, it doesn't, that doesn't, I mean, to me, that kind of doesn't make sense. It also falls into, uh, there was a report on Channel 10, a photographer put that the Providence police were called because there was a family playing, I think, wiffle ball in Roger Williams Park yesterday. So if you have a group of family members, let's just say it's five, and then there's another family and they could be cousins and they're, you know, I don't know, three, three. And both have just been staying in and neither one have gone and seen anyone. So it's Easter Sunday. It's kind of nice. Uh, it was nice out yesterday, actually. And they go to Rogers Park and they're playing wiffle ball. And then someone actually called the Providence police on them. I mean, that I, I think that's where it just goes over the limit of how people are taking this. And under theory, there should be nothing wrong because they've all been quarantined and none of them at risk. But here you actually have the police being called on someone. Yeah, that's definitely a, a deep vulnerability for the governor, I think, going forward, because this that tone is hers. I know there are people, um, my wife was speaking with somebody recently who was convinced that the governor said, you cannot even go outside of your house. Uh, so that tone has been pushed out there. I mean, there, were, there was a story uh, I've I posted on the current last week about golfers from Massachusetts. Three golfers went golfing. People at McDonald's called the police on them. Yeah. The police arrested and fined them uh, for, for coming in and violating our quarantine to go golfing. Uh, that's, I think you're going to, we'll start to see a division and that's where certain people, certain type of people are going to say, you know what, this is just ridiculous. The governor needs to lighten up. And if she doesn't, that's going to be a liability. There are others who are just, they're just so panicked that, that they will, you know, taking pictures of families playing playing games or, or calling the police and acting all you know, righteous about about how people aren't wearing their masks correctly oh you, oh you're holding it under your nose and i mean we've, we've reached a point i think a lot of people are going to be going to be sick of it all and it does raise a question of what rhode island's going to look like after this because are are we those people who are going to rat each other out and, and that's going to be our culture or are we are we somewhat independent folks who are, who are going to say, you know what, I can make my own decisions as an adult. Uh, and I, I think that that's one of the big liabilities the governor's going to have going forward, not not only with, with that attitude, but also, you know, all this stuff not showing us her model and predicting anything. I don't want to scare people. Well, you know, we're adults. Give us the reason we have to stay at our homes. Maybe we'll comply. But if you're just saying, I've seen numbers that are really scary, this is my edict, that's a lot of people aren't going to take that lying down. I, you raise very, very good points, Justin Katz. And again,
Well, it's John DePietro. This portion of the program is brought to you by Johnson Propane. Now listen, you want to be prepared for what's going ahead. Now is the time to stock up on propane. Stop in. Phil never runs out. That's right. Phil Johnson never runs out. Easy to get to. Located 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. And it's right in front of Stop and Shop, right over near Rhode Island College. They are open seven days a week. Propane tank and supplies. They fill Blue Rhino. And they will fill up all your propane tanks. Credit cards, debit cards are accepted. You can call Phil Johnson at 401-621-8129. 401-621-8129. Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. Call Phil, 401 401- 621-8129 now is the time to stock up it's drive in no wait propane filling station they'll fill up your tank now is the time you want to make sure you don't know what's going to happen and if in fact you get locked down or you have to be out then you want to make sure you have propane johnson propane 904 manton avenue providence i i'm stopping by to have phil fill up i have two tanks i'm gonna have them both filled up 401-621-8129 stop in and see him he's just terrific and again right 904 manton avenue in providence right near rhode island college and right in front of stop and shop Attention business owners. In today's world, customers judge you by your website. And for most people, their first introduction to your business or company is your website. Karen Etchells at InnoVest is here to help. Give her a call at 401-321-2799. Hey, now it's 2020. You got to freshen up that old website design that Al Gore invented. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional and she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, M-E-G-A, Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local aka sleep-at-home drivers, class A, B, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. Listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company, MEGA Professionals, 508-336-7801, 508-336-7801 for MEGA Professionals. It's John DePietro. We're speaking with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. 
I think sometimes also the governor has kind of answered something off the cuff. And that's the element of you're there. You have the question. It's being broadcast live on television, carried on radio. And one of the things that has come up that I am going to try to clarify with her, but under the circumstances, it's not as if I could have an actual conversation with the governor. I just have to send my question through. But I know something that uh, got a lot of people talking, and that was when off the cuff, seemingly, the governor answered about weddings and said, well, this isn't a good year to get married. And maybe in the summertime, there could be something like 50 people, probably not. That is definitely an area that some people may not recognize it, but that's a huge industry in Rhode Island. You have the spring. Uh, Obviously, you know, you still have June weddings. You have people that uh, get married. Some of the Newport places are really all over in uh, July and August. And in the fall, it's a big season. And there's a lot of different types of businesses, whether it's catering or entertainment or florists, or cars, or hotel lodging. And it almost seemed uh, that, 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 that you need a business answer on that, not something like, um, this, I just, this isn't a good year to get married. Uh, there are people that there's a lot of money vested in that. And that, to me, is just an example of, I, I think you need uh, anything that's more, like that's a business question, needs to be, handled in in a business setting and forum and maybe not so much just like a an off-the-cuff response at a at a daily press briefing oh sure and i i think the off-the-cuff response as such as it was indicates that this is stuff that the, gov- the governor's office hasn't really thought through a whole lot i mean with all those pr people you'd think she'd have it have game game played all these different different questions that might be asked uh, and concerns about the people. I mean, there ought to be people from the governor's office out there asking questions so they know what people are wondering and what they might be asked. And I think that's that's an emergence, emerging sense I was starting to refer to earlier. It was You wonder if the governor's office is actually doing much of anything other than tracking the disease and encouraging people to stay home and giving them a daily countdown, 50 people dead, 52 people dead. Um, at some point, you, you, we, we need to have the sense that the governor's office, and it'd be great if the General Assembly were involved as well, we're thinking through what are the consequences of this? What policies can we change? What needs to be, how do we, not only the operations of government, how do we conduct, you know, as I said earlier, local budgets or elections? How, but how do we, what, do, what are the implications for our, our businesses and our, our tourism? I think those are, those are kind of the questions we need. That, ought to, that shouldn't be a question at this point that has to be asked of the governor. That ought to be part of her press release. Here's what we're doing to ensure we're, we're going forward uh, after this and, and reviving our economy. That's, that's the sort of question she needs to start answering, certainly now and, and more and more. It's gonna become increasingly desperate. Uh, but a, a lot of it has been, you know, she's focused on, on control, flattening the curve as it were. You know, that's the only focus. Well, or I, I guess in the first few weeks that was fine. But it's really getting her in these situations. I mean, you, a lot of the things crossing the border comes from that same sort of problem the governor's having, where first she wanted to target New Yorkers, which was reasonable because it was that was sort of the epicenter of the whole thing in the United States. But then rather when that wasn't possible, rather than just repeal the whole thing, she said, OK, now every state is going to be quarantined in Rhode Island. And that's where you get to arresting golfers from Massachusetts. Um, that, that, I think, is, it speaks to a kind of the... Uh, a way Governor Raimondo goes about things and always has that is is starting to show cracks around the edges of the pressure of, of this crisis. You know, Justin Katz, uh, so many businesses, I think per capita Rhode Island has the highest unemployment 
claims in the country. It's obviously very high everywhere, but you have businesses closing, so many people laid off. Yet, uh, I think a perfect example of you haven't heard of one city worker being laid off. You haven't heard of one state employee being laid off. You haven't heard of a teacher, a firefighter. I think one of the better examples is what a lot of people don't even realize is Capital TV, of which now the governor's people, they use that each day where they had been using the pool reporter of Channel 12. But Capital TV, that's one pool camera they use, a basic, easy setup. Channel 12 just had one photographer there and then someone back controlling it. But under, if Capital TV, if those workers, which is at the state house and their whole job is to film the General Assembly and interviews and so forth, but if they were a private enterprise, uh, all of them would be laid off. And yet we haven't heard of one state worker that has been laid off. How much longer do you think that is going to be perceived as that's fair? The governor says, well, I, I want to keep everyone working, but let's face it. I, how is it fair, Justin Katz, that the private sector has all these layoffs, business closing, not one state employee has been laid off. Right. Well, that's I mean, that's one of those areas where uh, I think the think the tensions are going to be increasing uh, as as people are losing their own jobs and uh, not coming back. I, and I think it might be one indication of why the governor doesn't want to start to get into those sorts of questions. You know, what's our response to this economically with budgets? Once you start talking about budgets, whether local or state level, um, once once that starts coming out and you start looking at actual numbers, where's that going to come from? I think a lot of the right now, a lot of it is waiting and hoping that federal government says we're going to make everybody whole all, on down the line in government, which is kind of what they did under Obama with the stimulus package. Uh, and that I think they're hoping for that. And maybe they're postponing all the important questions. You know, what are we going to do with our budget for next year until they know whether they've got that bailout? And it, but it does. I mean, this has been a long complaint of, of mine and certainly and also the Center for Freedom and Prosperity is everything in this state revolves around protecting the state government workforce and, and it's their budget. That's that's the every policy in the state, everything that happens here is about protecting that. That is to the, a lot you get the impression that, that to, to people in government, the government is Rhode Island. Uh, and that's what at all costs has to be protected. And that's an attitude that's going to have to be challenged after this. Uh, and I think it's going to dictate the, the, the role and the, the health, economic health of Rhode Island for the next century, how we answer that question in the coming year. I think you're right. And also, uh, Justin, as you and I know, there are so many people that their jobs focus around the General Assembly and since the General Assembly is not in session, they're being paid, they're not laid off. What, what exactly are they doing? And, and just another uh, question I have that's going to come forward that, you know, we've been people have been talking about when is the proverbial blank going to ever hit the fan? When are things ever going to crash enough? And I think uh, unless they're completely focused on some kind of federal bailout stimulus. But when you think about it, think of some of the cities that we've talked about that uh, basically have been struggling even during good times to continue to uh, come up, uh, keep up with the benefits they've promised and things like that. When you have less people working, there's less money in taxes being taken out. So then there's less money basically in the kitty, so to speak, to pay them. And places like Providence and Warwick and really all of them, I, I just don't know how they continue to pay all of their teachers and all their firefighters and all these expensive contracts when they're not going to have the tax base that are going to be able to cover all of these high expenses. Well, that, that's certainly not, uh, something keeping me up at night is what's going to happen in Rhode Island 
when this all happened, when this all is done and we, we can get out of crisis mode and start looking at the wreckage of our economy and, and our budgets. And I, I, that's going to be the big question and that's going to be the big fight. And it, it, I'm not I'm not entirely optimistic that Rhode Islanders will make what I think is the right choice there. I think uh, you're going to see a lot of apart. It's, it's going to be more than the federal government's willing to cover, I think. Um, but you're going to see a strong push to start increasing tax rates, find new ways to charge people money for things, uh, and not so much of a push asking, all right, which of these roles in government do we need? Do we really need to be trying to direct, you know, give corporate handouts? Do we really need to be funding uh, feel-good programs and doing legislative grants? I mean, even the legislative grants, a few million dollars in a budget, are we still going to do that? Or does the government need to become more lean and focus on getting things the way they need to be. I mean, I, I wrote recently uh, one night, the power went out, uh, crystal clear night, no wind, the power went out for four hours. It's like living in a, in a third world country sometimes. And I know people have, people comment on the roads constantly around here. We pay a lot of money for infrastructure. Where is it? Why are our roads so, so terrible? And that really shows when you're in a crisis. I mean, imagine trying to flee something that were a more immediate crisis uh, and your roads are, are in the condition they are right now, or bridges are one way or, or not even functioning, or you can't cross them with certain size vehicles. That's the stuff uh, I think government ought to be focusing on. And we haven't been because our, we've been prosperous enough in our country to, to kind of ignore that and that's good enough. Uh, so that's where we really ought to focus. And I think that ought to be the fight coming up. Do we continue to try to protect government? I'm not seeing a whole lot of attitude, a lot of, uh, a lot of um, opening in the people who are in government right now. And as we were discussing earlier, I, I'm not seeing a lot of people outside of government who are able to get much airtime uh, and attention for, uh, to present a different view. And that's, but that's going to be the fight of the next year, I think. Um, the incumbents might get through just because of the, the complications of this for the election. But uh, that, that needs to be the fight in Rhode Island. And I think, the, as I said, the answer we come up with in the next year of whether we lean down or just continue to try to muddle through, that answer is going to affect the state for the next century. Folks, it's John DePietro. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, managing editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Coming up, the Rhode Island Center for Freedom and Prosperity. They do have some thoughts on what should be done as far as the recovery. That and a lot more as we continue on the John DePietro Show. Remember, for your business... Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, Mega truck and trailer repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. Mega truck and trailer repair. FHWA inspections or Rhode Island State Inspection Station. Trailer pickup and delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. Hi, I'm Steve, owner of Water Filter Company. Do you know what my customers are not doing today? They're not standing in store lines waiting to get in to buy more bottled water, and they didn't have to scramble to get it when all this started. They're enjoying all the safe, clean water they want all year long. They're drinking it, cooking with it, bathing in it, doing everything in it except searching for it, rationing it, and now waiting in lines. As this crisis further restricts your freedoms and choices and store shelves empty, 
I hope you now realize how important it is to take control over your own water quality like thousands of my customers already have. Because when this crisis is over, your bad water quality won't be, and neither will your bottled water dependency. So ask yourself, do you think you're finally worth making a one-time investment for a lifetime of clean, safe water? If so, call my company, call Water Filter Company at 294-2400. Water Filter Company, a Rhode Island family business since 1986. Water Filter Company, 294-2400. Because is it really worth going through all this? Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on on MEGA, M-E-G-A Logistics. Call them today, 401-431-2300. 401-431-2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at DePietro.com. Our segment is Politics This Week with Justin Katz, Managing Editor, OceanStateCurrent.com. Justin, the Rhode Island Center of Freedom and Prosperity already have some thoughts from what I understand as to going forward, some things, uh, recovery that the state should look on. I'd like, if you don't mind, just uh, give you an opportunity to touch on some of those themes. Oh, sure. Thanks. No, the what we're trying to do is a lot of what, what we've been talking about. The government should also be doing, you know, focusing on on the people of Rhode Island outside of government and how we can get their lives, improve their lives and make things better for them and safer for them. And so we've got I think we're up to about 20 ideas. We're just collecting some of them pretty straightforward and, and easy and, and even superficial to some extent, like repealing any bans on, on plastic bags. You know, obviously that's something that we ought to be rethinking now, but we all also ought to be focusing on things like giving certainty on budgets in a way that, that makes people confident the economy can grow, like freeze all taxes. That's it. Next year, all taxes are the same as they were this year. And that's it. That's what we're going to work with. I mean, I, I'd like to see them a little lower personally, but uh, at least give people the confidence the government's not going to be trying to get more money out of you or uh, temporarily suspending things like prevailing wage laws that drive up the cost of our infrastructure and, and also make it impossible for smaller shops that can't pay their employees prevailing wage to, to compete for some some of the government contracts or other other contracts that rely on on government approval um but there are also obvious things like ending uh scope of practice laws that prevent saying this nurse from doing this or that physician or that pharmacist from doing that we need to expand those we need to expand uh, the ability to use telemedicine where you consult with doctors across state lines i mean a lot of these are are kind of reforms that free marketers have been pushing for a long time to bring down some of these incumbent costs and what they all come down to is that decision are we going to are we protecting government or are we trying to serve a population and i we we think at the center we ought to be serving a population ease things up limit get rid of occupational licensing hurdles cut red tape 
all that stuff that you hear so often from conservatives is really getting going to be critical. Uh, and so I encourage people to go to rifreedom.org uh, and, and start to check out the list we have. And if you have ideas for what could improve the state and going forward, let us know because we, we, there needs to be a platform, a competing platform to what we know is going to be the kind of the attitude of protecting the state budget and all of the insiders deals. Uh, and we're, we're trying to start to help people build that, pro that platform and at least think through what it ought to look like. Justin, something else that I've been thinking of is you want to talk about something detrimental into moving forward. And that is that controversial bill that Governor Mundo signed into law, the Evergreen law now, which means even though everything has changed, you think of all the different cities and towns that have the different contracts for teachers and workers and so forth. And as because of that piece of the legislation that is now the law, even though it's being challenging, they are in, in no position to um, to try to alter the current contract that they have. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, talk about proof of concept, right? Uh, immediately, uh, shortly after passage of that, a couple of years later, you have a crisis that shows exactly the problem with it. It's sort of, in a way, like the plastic bag bans. You know, the, now we're in a situation where it's insane to, to use reusable bags. And it, shows, it kind of shows what the people were saying when they were arguing against it before. I think it's very much right in line with that, with, these, with evergreen contracts where the, the unions can just sit back and say, no. We're not going to negotiate this year. We're we're going to keep our our deals, and that's that's going to be so. It's going to make it so much more difficult for for us as a community statewide to negotiate this the way forward. I mean, there's going to have to be some balance where budgets take a hit, and yet you don't have to eliminate services. But if the if you can't start reducing benefits and pay to to municipal workers and and teachers you're not going to be able to, to balance that. You're going to have to choose. <clears throat> Either we keep this, keep these people doing these services or we lose the services and lose the people. That's, I mean, that's, we, we, we impose these unnecessary restrictions on ourselves uh, in order to satisfy special interests, which is what the unions are. And that's, that's really going to, or should be in the spotlight going forward. And hopefully, hopefully a lot of the Rhode Islanders who kind of just went along or weren't paying attention will start to wake up and say wait this is this is crazy why did we ever do that we need somebody to undo this folks he is the managing editor for oceanstatecurrent.com justin Cass. justin great job stay safe we'll talk to you again you too great talking to you john it's john DePietro, and there's nothing more important than cleaning your home your business a school any type of building you need sole source restoration a rhode island-based company and it's sole S-O-L-E, like the sole of your shoe, sole source restoration. Call them today at 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. You know, sole source restoration, folks, they are one of the few companies in the entire country have the type of equipment experience that you need. As far as residential, is there anything more important than making sure your home is absolutely clean from viruses for your family, for your friends, for yourself? Sole source restoration, same for your business. They have the expertise, the type of equipment that you need to get through this crisis. We spoke with Mike CP of Sole Source Restoration, and I asked him about just that very thing, the microthermal fogging and electrostatic spraying equipment that makes Sole Source Restoration different than every other company. We're a full-service restoration company, as you know, John. 
We've been in it about 15 years now, and with this coronavirus that has changed our world for the time being, we found a unique way to provide a true 99.9% disinfectant service. Mike, Soul Source Restoration. And again, folks, it's S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration. What is, what would you say, what is the goal? What is the goal of the company? Our main goal is to utilize our services to keep essential and non-essential businesses safe, protecting both employees and customers. And with Soul Source Restoration, what is the difference equipment that you use that probably is different than any other company, certainly in Rhode Island right now, but the way I understand it, I've heard it, you're one of only six companies in the entire country that have the type of comp- the type of equipment that you have. We utilize CDC-approved hospital-grade disinfectant enhanced with sporocyte and viricide that we atomize by means of microthermofoggers. These microthermofoggers break down the disinfectant to 3 to 5 micron, which is basically a fancy word for micromillimeter. This allows the disinfectant to saturate air particles and cover all surface material, giving you a true 99.9% kill of all pathogens. You know, Mike, right now someone is listening saying, John DiPietro, this does sound fine. Mike Seepy, Soul Service Restoration, it sounds fine. But I already have a janitorial or cleaning company, and, and they tell me that, that they think they can get rid of the coronavirus. These old methods leave a lot of room for human error, utilizing older equipment that doesn't break down the disinfectant in a way that's going to kill the coronavirus. Mike, with Soul Source Restoration, now you have the country is in pandemic. Everyone is freaked. We are seeing death about the coronavirus. What right now is the biggest challenge for a company like yours that has the capability for a coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service? Our biggest challenge, John, is educating the public that what we're doing is very different from janitorial and normal restoration companies whose conventional methods of cleaning mainly comprise of mops, buckets, spray bottles, and kettle pot foggers. Don't take any chances. Call Soul Source Restoration today. Coronavirus Cleaning and Disinfection Service for Rhode Island, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Call them at 401-712-2700. 401-712-2700. They have the equipment that you need. They will fully clean your home, your property, your office, your school, whether it's any type of business. You heard CDC approved environmentally and pet friendly they have the protective equipment they have the type of equipment that you need don't take any chances a rhode island based company and they're in a league of their own with the type of resources they have to fully disinfect your property from the coronavirus sole source restoration call them today home or business 401 712 2700 401 712 2700 it's sole source restoration coronavirus cleaning and disinfection service for rhode island massachusetts and connecticut again look for them online sole source restoration.com